Good evening and welcome to our Age of Geek podcast for November 21st, 2023. I am Robert. And I'm Marley. Uh, there we go. I'm Colin. <laughs> and I'm Truman. Yay! And, and uh, welcome everybody to the podcast. Hope that everyone's uh, pre-Thanksgiving is going well so far and that the uh, that you're looking forward to spending time with family, friends, and a bunch of food. And maybe even some football, depending on your and, proclivities. And less work, too. I, I only have to work two and a half days this week, and I'm looking forward to that. Look at you go. <sighs> yeah, I've got a, I've got a, be nice. a solid two and a half, and may even be a full three. Uh, so we'll see how this goes for the, for the week. But yeah, short week, hopefully, for everybody, and uh, get a little bit of relaxation in. So, uh, yeah, and uh, this is the first time that we've seen... Colin, since I think before we did the uh, WasatchCon event, I know I was dying of COVID and various oh. other things. So, but we are glad we're that back. you did not die, <laughs> that you've come back to us, <laughs> that you have you. escaped. I I feel, uh, you know, alive, but that's my energy great. is gone. So that's great. Yeah, that mm-hmm. will that will take some time It'll to come, come back. back. It's always the last to come back to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is this your first time having it, Colin? No, COVID? this is my second time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, how, I, how I, was I this had one? Was it twice this, as well. Was it horrible this time yeah. for you, or? No, I I definitely felt worse last time. So I don't know. Maybe the drugs are doing something, but I don't like the drugs, but the drugs <laughs> like me. Mm. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. glad to have you back. Thank you. You're welcome. Do we have um, news this week? We do. We have a couple of things. Yes. Uh, I think that, uh, unfortunately, Ty is not with us because I know that the first, the first little bit of news for him would be like, and it's that uh, yes. the Disney lore kind of Floodborne are, are making their way to shelves. Yes. Ooh. I picked up my two starter packs. Uh, Excellent. This week already. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank yes. you. I'm trying uh, to tell if it was sarcastic or not. Congratulations. You have to show us. <laughs> Just a little. Not nerve. <laughs> um, but the second, st- second set starter decks are going to bring additional features. Uh, they do start again with 60 cards, and they are designed for immediate play, and they feature uh, different ink combinations than the first... Wow, I was going to say the first wave, but I'm really trying to avoid making water puns. <laughs> because, no, because the... Um, the title of one of the um, articles I saw on this said, uh, Disney Lurkana Rise of Floodborne starter decks bring more depth to the game. I'm just like, uh... could you go more all in on the water puns? So I was trying to yes. avoid making <laughs> water could. puns. Mm-hmm. More. Oh, <laughs> more puns, the better. <laughs> so Colin, have you uh, opened up and, and sampled your your Floodborne decks? <clears throat> I have not yet. I, I went and bought them. I did open up uh, the two booster packs that that came mm. with the two starter decks. Um, I didn't get anything super exciting, uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was okay. Uh, I I'm excited because there's a league night on Tuesday mm-hmm. um, at uh, I think it's called KB or something like that. Um, that's uh, pretty close here in Riverton. 
so I'm going to go to that on Tuesday night. And uh, oh. they're supposed to be oh. selling some more boosters there. So, Ooh. Well, you'll have to let us know how that goes. I will. Awesome. Uh, second little item here is the trailer for What If Season 2, which uh, actually drops next, well, I guess in a few weeks. Uh, the trailer is out, and we get to see a few familiar faces, a few unfamiliar faces, a few brand new faces. And uh, <clears throat> I was seeing a, an episode description, a truncated description of one of the episodes, and it sounds like it's a follow-up to the first Captain Carter episode, uh, wherein she thinks that uh, Steve Rogers is dead after being uh, sucked into a vortex by tentacles, as I recall, mm-hmm. in the in the first episode in her episode, only to find out that he is piloting the what in this episode it sounds like a villainous version of the Hydra Stomper um, battle suit. So it sounds like we're maybe getting a uh, a Hydra Steve Rogers of some sort. So mm. I am curious to see how that goes. But we also get to see, or we also get to hear uh, Lawrence Fishburne returning as uh, Bill Foster, Giant Man, who hasn't been seen since Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm. So I'm curious to see what they what role they give him and how much we get to see of him. And it looks like we also get a older. Uh, Hank Pym, Ant-Man, and I'm assuming um, older Michelle Fight for Wasp. Whether or not those two are voicing their characters, I don't know. Mm. But I'm curious to see how how we get the older set of heroes, you know, the pre-Scott Lang, pre-Hope Hope Pym version. I kind of keep remembering that they call the MCU Wasp Hope Pym, whereas uh, Hope in the in the um there is not a hope in the comics but she's nadia and she's hank's daughter um but she's nadia van dyne so mm-hmm. trying to keep the name straight isn't she also hope van dyne in the i thought that's what she goes by in the movies too she uh, she may now that you mention it i don't recall I thought it was. I thought it was Pim. And she was just really, really upset with her dad. But I could be mistaken. I think she like didn't want to be associated with him or something. That it was from like no, the first movie. It's no, been a I while. Think you are right. I think it's you been are a right. while. Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. And then one of the other Anyways. things that I'm also kind of jazzed about is that we get to see King T'Chaka as the Black Panther in this. Mm. Yeah. So yes. that will be kind of fun. So yeah. Sweet. The OG squad. The OG Avengers. OG, OG MCU What If Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how long a title can they have? Yeah. It's like, oh, call in the... Oh, y'all, just those guys. Just call them in. Just too long of a name to say. <laughs> got the guys. <laughs> you know, and, those ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones, superpowers, those... Yeah, uh, just they just add another acronym. Oh, that's true. They, they'd be the new... Uh, the new... Shield or the new or strike or uh, something, yeah. What yeah. what is it? Saber, sword, saber or, now, yeah, sword, yeah. yeah, saber. <clears throat> Which I was disappointed they didn't make it sword, but eh. whatever. I still get I still get uh, space Avengers, so I'm happy. <laughs> Heck yeah. 
Um, and the third thing is, it looks like they've pushed up the release date for Dune Part 2 to early March of 2024. So we will get to see the second portion of the story of uh, Paul Atreides and the Fremen and Sandworms and all of the fun things that we have come to learn from Frank Herbert's uh, magnum opus, I guess we kind of call it. Uh, with uh, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya and, oh, shoot, I can't remember who the other person that I was going to name was, and it's gone right out of my ear, so never mind. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Worms in space. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So. Um, we... I have a I have a bit of news, too. By all means. Some, some nerdy news. Um, so Age of Geek, um, we... Our, um, we've partnered with uh, Nerd Dome Podcast um, to do a new podcast. It's more of a mini series. Um, it's called Heroes of Hell's Kitchen. And episode one is already out. Episode two comes out, well, by the time this episode, it'll be tomorrow. So you don't have, to, you know, you only have a little bit to catch up on. But um, so myself and um, Luke are the co-hosts and we talk about, or we're doing a recap of Daredevil, the series, the TV Ooh. series. And um, we're covering three TV episodes per podcast episode. So if you want to watch along with us, whether it's the first time you've seen it or you're ready for a rewatch, um, you know, come join the fun and you only really have to watch three episodes a week. If that's, <laughs> if that's all you can commit to, but but yeah, and we we try to um, tie in the comic book resources as well, and and um, yeah, just geek out about um, a favorite character of ours. So I love Daredevil. He's what? great. You and Luke like Daredevil? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would never have guessed. Believe, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. like, so Surprising. hard. To <laughs> you didn't... He's the only one in a box, you guys. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. Uh, but uh, no, that's a quicksilver joke. Oh, uh, too soon. Robert. Anyway, so yeah, check it out. Um, we're on all the podcast sites and Instagram at Heroes of underscore Hell's Kitchen. So yeah, come check it out if you like Daredevil and other fun things. Yay! Awesome. Very good. All right. Well, shall we uh, jump into the uh, meat and bones of tonight's episode? We should, yes. but I have one more thing to say that I'm very sad about. Oh, no. Well, Ironheart was supposed to be one of the next series to hit, but now it's not hitting until 2024. Oh. And I'm what mad is... about that. The well, next can... one is What If, right? The next one is What If, which yeah, is the next And then month. Echo. And then Echo. And then when is Ironheart supposed to be? Well, Ironheart was supposed to be before Echo. But that mm. changed. Echo was supposed to be like this week. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But it's pushed back a couple weeks? Yes. And you know, Marvel has been playing, I won't say fast and loose, Marvel has reconsidered their schedule for a number of things, which is why we're only getting one movie next year which will be deadpool 3 
but um, is that true? Only, we were only getting one. Unless one something changes, we we're only getting one Marvel movie. And oh wow! July of next year, if I'm not mistaken. I was about to not... ask when the next movie was because those are. Are just... we not getting New Order next year? No, New Order's got. New... Well, we may get New Order. There's a chance it got pushed to November, but I think it got pushed to early 2025. What about uh, Secret Wars? Uh, also, 2025? We're going to talk about it. it. No, 2026. Uh, <laughs> Be strong, Marley. Be strong. Okay, at least we get Deadpool 3. Yes. And, you know, we yeah. get at least a mutant in that movie. <laughs> when, when is Blade coming back? Yeah, oh. Yeah, that's supposed to be after we, that. We too. don't talk about Bruno or Blade at this point. Oh. <laughs> um, Blade has been beset by a number of problems, not the least of which is it now no longer has a director. Ooh. Oh, I think I did hear about that. Ooh. So, yeah, uh, Blade is, uh, you know, Blade is, I don't know if it's on the chopping block. I'm not sure if they're trying to determine what to do with it now, but I know they were also having script problems at one point. So, Blade is very much up in the air. Yeah. Well, and we were also supposed to get Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. Pretty, pretty early on in 2024. In yeah. Which we were actually, um, for Heroes of Hell's Kitchen, we were actually timing it in such a way that we would do the recap of the Daredevil series. Oh, and yeah. then it would wrap up not too soon before Born Again came out. But then... Thanks, Marvel. <laughs> Kevin Feige that came in and was like, "You're fired and you're fired. Try again, everyone." <laughs> so I, I, and, but they're bringing the guy who helped on Punisher. I'm so bad at oh, okay. titles and names, but he helped. He was a producer, a writer, director. And wasn't he made the showrunner for Born Again? Yes. So he was. Yeah, he was with the Punisher series, and then yeah, came. He's doing Born Again. So I don't, I don't know. We don't know if it was good or bad or really what happened, but they're redoing it. So yay. 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 Hopefully it turns out well. Yeah. That's all that I hope out, hope for. And at least we get a little bit of Daredevil and Kingpin in Echo. So to uh, mm -hmm. tie, tie us, us over. over. Yeah. Jinx, yummy Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I see you, Robert. Next time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that is our. Oh, so it looks like he booped out for a second. Um, that is uh, what I had for for news. And anybody else have anything else that they've uh, heard, seen, wanted to share? Scepter, <laughs> scepter. I see your no. scepter and read your scepter. Marley's just ready. <laughs> <laughs> Marley's waited far too long to talk about her crush. I just. Take it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my ah! goodness. Ah! Hey guys. Special <laughs> appearance Jake by Jake Deets. It's I not the Jake Deets, it's that Jake Deets. That, oh, oh, it's not the that. Another show, Movies That Make Us, was just recording, and I saw you guys were recording this one, and I thought I would just stop in and say oh, hi, really. Well, hello, Gerald. Pleasure to see you. I don't know that I could stay. I've got some other things i got to do, but I wanted to just say I just finished Loki season two last night and i liked it it was really good okay. yeah. and i can't wait to hear you guys' discussion i want to say hi to everybody well, thank you well hey Jake. i'm glad you dropped in it's good to see you brother 
Well, have a good night, everybody. Enjoy talking about <laughs> you. Bye, Jake. After Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about Loki season two. Yes, let us. Ooh. Let's do it. Yay! Yay! So, wow. uh, do we want to do this uh, on an episode by episode, or do we want to go just kind of jumping around? Uh, um, I feel like me. we should go episode by episode, because okay. it feels like each one was a little different. I, I will grant you that. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, if we, you know, jump around a little, that's no big deal. Ain't no thing. Okay. And, and of course, we should definitely, you know say to everyone there are going to be spoilers maybe one or two hundred a little yeah 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 we are going to talk about that finale a lot yes. so so if you've not watched it and you don't want to have anything spoiled for you please you know come back to us after you finish the series and uh and jump back in and join the fun but for now that's your warning here we go so uh episode one we get a, a look at uh, the hunters led by General Docs, who are just like, we are going to prune everything, all mm. of the all of the uh, new variant branches, and they are going hardcore after pruning those branches. And uh, Loki and Mobius and a reluctance. Oh no, no, they hadn't gotten her yet. Loki and Mobius are like, well, we've got to save the day and do what we can and things go not as well as they could no definitely no. not because loki is also experiencing some like uncontrollable warping. time warping which we come to find out later they they coined the term um time, time slipping, slipping. And so he's jumping back and forth, like his. It's like his whole body's just like. Rah! It's just a jump and, to. The, it's just a jump to the left. Yeah. Or a step to the left, and then a yeah. jump to the right. Yeah. And so then he, yeah, he kind of goes through like a little bit into the future, a little bit into the past, and it's kind of interesting to see what's going on all around him, and um, he's trying to figure out what is going on and he so yeah he meets up with um mobius and let's see oh yeah mobius is like i know who we need to go talk to and so they go into like the deep dark basement of the tva <laughs> where, where you would the... normally find the it guy yeah <laughs> well did you kind of find the it guy <laughs> it guy r &M, you know all of that all the above ouroboros Yes, we meet Ouroboros. Mm -hmm. or but so bad delightfully. for him. But, but the thing is, he's yeah. played so delightfully by uh, Kehu Kwan. And mm -hmm. I, it was fun watching him just seem to be having fun. Being like, you did what? These things are happening? That can't happen. <laughs> and then just being like kind of absent-minded professor about the whole thing. And that was kind of fun to watch for me. Oh, for sure. He, I feel like he was like an instant delight for mm -hmm. this show and like it was just fun to get like introduced to a new character mm -hmm. and um and just like have this like team up you know that we know is is going to happen and kind of see you know how well they work together and they, they kind of tapped into the star wars formula of you know you've got all these cute droids well let's toss in the cute ob and then <laughs> everyone's happy right That's everybody's true. in the life. Yeah. 
It and works. You feel, you feel bad for him at first too, because you're talking with him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I've just been alone for like centuries." I've never <laughs> seen anyone. <laughs> I've, I've met you once before, Mobius, in yeah. passing. <laughs> in passing, a few hundred years ago. Which which sounds pretty much like unless something's broken, nobody goes to see the IT guys. It sounds yeah. perfectly apt for the part for the course. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. do my job. Yeah. Yeah, everything's running great. I'll just be over here in the corner until you need me until something's on fire or broken. Which, uh, speaking of OB casting, the OB casting for uh, uh, California Adventure in the Avengers area is also like perfect. Hmm. Like the guy okay. looks pretty much identical, uh, and like the voice is like pretty spot on to the character. Great. It's crazy. I love that. Yeah, I love that. They're so good at casting. I'm sure a few of you have seen that good a Star Lord that's been going around mm -hmm. that was yeah. cast really well. There, are, yeah. they were recently showing um, to jump properties for a moment. Uh, the new Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau at at Disney, and their castings look pretty solid as well. Yeah, that's great. But, but yeah, so we meet Ob and and there uh, he's trying to help them figure out how to fix the temporal loom, which has gone slightly awry. And the time slipping, too. Yeah, they gotta fix yeah, the time Yeah, slipping. they're trying to, yeah, so kind of combined effort. They, um, Obi's like, yeah, you gotta walk out to the temporal loom and put in the um, temporal aura extractor. <laughs> yes. And he has to prune himself in the timeline first, and then Yeah, and prune and himself while it's yes. green at the same yes. time. Yeah, and it's exactly. just like, you want me to do all of these things at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then, at the same time, he keeps time slipping and yeah. going all over the place. And he actually, I thought this was an interesting thing that we um, actually see come to full circle, not until the very end. But, like, he slips to the future mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the TVA is being evacuated because the loom is, like, super, super critical. Like, everything is about to go. And like you see, he encounters Sylvie right before he's pruned by someone at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Which is just like, at the time you're like, oh, okay. You know, you don't really think much of it until I'm, I'm going to skip ahead, you know, until the end when he's, you know, jumping around through time again. And you see him run up to one of him and he prunes him. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. wait, why did... Oh, he did that in the okay. Oh, like everything just yeah. like it comes yeah. full circle. It's I remember crazy. being really confused at first because I'm like, was it Sylvie that printed that she just like whip it out so quick? And <laughs> but I'm like, oh, they'll get to it later. I know they'll come back to this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that also like at the beginning of this first episode, I thought it was gonna go in a whole different way because you know, we saw that the different statues and things mm. of he who remains and so i thought it was going to be like a kind of alternate timeline more than like same similar timeline mm -hmm. travel and so i had a bit of different expectations but i love the way that they they took it for for this way as well and it was interesting to go back to marley's point about uh loki getting pruned and then seeing it again from the other side of the pruning basically seeing the sheer confusion on uh tom hiddleston's face or loki's face as he's so confused as to why sylvie is there at this point with everything in such a chaotic and disarrayed state and then 
as he realizes that he's being pruned to just utter like what is happening he is so completely lost and disoriented in time and space that he's he we have no clue what's going on and then he winds up in oklahoma Next to a, a 1980s McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> when you, when you're lost, you look for the Golden Arches. <laughs> <laughs> Where he finds, once again, Sylvie. Mm-hmm. But um, and that takes us into... Apparently chose to live her life out working at a McDonald's. At a McDonald's, That's... yeah. Because yes, but I think normal that... life. I think what... she just... Yeah, I think she was just trying to find something kind of something, mundane and just chill and i think it was just yeah. she wanted something her own mm-hmm. that wasn't you know i am sought for these reasons or i'm i'm known for these things i just want to i just want to be me or the me i want to be and she'd yeah. found her her timeline where that could happen yeah she just wants to live like you know she said a, a few times she's like i just want to live just live my life so, does anybody know the importance of Broxton, Oklahoma, in the lore of Thor? Uh, in the lore of Thor? Mm-hmm. Oh. No. So. Oh, wait, no. Because I was thinking, like, I I was thinking, and it could be something totally, or maybe that was, like, Nebraska or somewhere, but, like, there was the whole thing with, um, what's Star-Lord's dad's name? Ego? Ego, yeah, ego, and he comes to Earth and impregnates his mother. His mother, Missouri. That was Missouri. Okay, never mind. Okay, Oklahoma. So the 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 importance of Broxton uh, actually comes from the comics, where when Asgard was after a Ragnarok event, the Asgardians wound up in Broxton, unlike in the MCU where they wind up in. Norway, which are part of Norway, and then that becomes new Asgard. New Asgard. But Broxton is where, actually, for a time, Asgard pretty much just kind of hovered over Broxton. Mm. And there were many incidents with Mjolnir and people just being able to pick up the hammer, who were just, yeah, it was a whole thing. Oh. Um, it also led to a, a fight between Thor and uh, Tony Stark because Tony was like, basically, for a good time, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Thor had put something basically like, for a good time, call this number, and it was Tony Stark's personal number. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so Thor basically somehow made it so that a local in Broxton picked up the hammer, and there was a whole thing. It was It was a thing. But, yeah, <laughs> so the location for Thor fans or of the comic um, – I think that was written by, or during the time it was written by Jason Aaron. We'd be, would see Broxton, Oklahoma, and be like, I, "I've heard of this place," and that's why. Gotcha. Nice. You know, to me, it seemed like Tony Stark would have enjoyed those calls. <laughs> yeah. Depends on who was calling, I guess. <laughs> and why? <laughs> uh, but that takes us into episode two. Mm-hmm. Breaking Brad. Breaking Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Good title. Oh, Brad. I love the title. Brad and... Wolf's my favorite actor, you know. <laughs> um, I thought they didn't play any Breaking Benjamin in that episode. <laughs> no? No? All right. That's fine. <laughs> um,. But we find a one of the a former hunter who's now living out his life 
on this timeline as a popular action movie star. And in 1977, Mobius, London. <laughs> and uh, of course, you know, Mobius and Loki trying to solve the, the mystery in their Scooby-Doo best, find him and a great chase ensues. And I have to say, I enjoyed seeing something in this episode that we hadn't seen in a while, which is like Loki using his powers to yes. to be Loki. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> here we are. He's yeah. he's playing games. And it's like he is being the god of mischief, yep. especially as they're trying to ch- chase uh, Brad down. And he's just like, okay, we're just going to do the thing. We're going to do the thing. And they do it. And... Yeah, I loved seeing seeing his powers, especially those those shadow ones. So they yes. introduce yeah. more of that, and then guessing which Loki is real or mm-hmm. or not. Is and Mobius true. never gets it right. He like looked at one <laughs> the, of them the and was one. talking, and then he like he's the one on the other <laughs> the side. The middle one was obvious. Come on, Mobius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely seeing Loki, you know, use his powers and and um and kind of express that. It was refreshing because in the TVA at the time, they're not able to use magic. You know, there's, there's things in place that they can't do that. And we've seen him a lot in the TVA lately. So that makes sense, you know, but anyways, so yeah, they're trying to, um, yeah, get X five. That's his name. Hunter X five back to the TVA because is it, what is the reason he, he's the only one who knows, about where uh the gem, is general docks is yeah. and where they're pruning all these branches <laughs> yeah and that so interrogation they... was uh intense i mean uh, near the end but at the beginning it was it was a little rough for for mobius and loki yeah yeah especially mobius well and led into some dark things but i don't think that happens until episode three three yeah the box, yeah, yeah, that box. Well, you know, there were some. There's a couple of other things that happened in episode two, like uh, Miss Minutes, who just becomes slightly more and more menacing mm-hmm. as the as the series goes on. <laughs> um, you know, discovers or announces that she's she knows some secrets, and you're just like, oh, what's what's going on here? And and Renslayer, um, we find out that she's on a rogue timeline. And we, you know, see her briefly, but we really see more of her in episode three, where we find out some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is also the episode where, where we're kind of introduced to, I guess, the the, the main uh, driving force of trying to get uh, He Who Remains, Temporal Aura, in mm-hmm. order to, to fix everything. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interwoven um, plots Plot going threads. on. Yeah. yeah, throughout this whole show, and um, yeah, they just like the loom, they're just trying to <laughs> weave it all together and mm-hmm. put it, you know, through. A... But I felt like it, it flowed really well. Like oh, I didn't feel sure. overloaded. Like they they tied things together smoothly, where I didn't feel like I was focusing on multiple themes things when actually. We were following multiple threads that were all yeah, still connected smoothly. Definitely. But yeah, and then Mobius and uh, Loki, they realize that they can... Well, I don't know. I'm like, why did they go and get Sylvie again? 
guys remember? Because she was going to help them with Wolf or something. Because they, like, all three go to McDonald's. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, we see Owen Wilson eating in a scene. <laughs> he's always and he's eating. Just enjoying it, but he's, and he's such enjoying it. It's like, oh, yeah, the apple pie. It's, it's like this man and his pie. <laughs> uh, why? Let's this see if I can... Uh, now Sylvie, and they had to they had to basically force Sylvie into action because I know that she was like, I still want to burn this entire organization to the ground. Yeah. So I can't remember how they managed to prove to her um, that she needed to fall to go with them as opposed to. Um, well, I guess because. Um... Brad Hunter X five he he basically like blurts out to the whole group that yeah. they're all in mortal danger and so then Sylvie enchants him and forces him to reveal because yes. of Dox's, um, Dox's plan, plan. To yeah destroy the timeline that's right exactly to bomb the timelines yeah so then they're like <laughs> okay Brad you go back into custody and so then they went to go find um where docs was and they i think it is in this episode that they do stop her right yes stop yeah yes it's like the ending yes and then and then at the very very end um our little tva receptionist casey i like him (laughs) yeah he he announces that he tracked um the the rogue tempad that yeah renslayer had and so then they're like okay now we know where to go and then um and then the episode ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Picking up in episode three in 1800s Chicago. Oh my gosh. I, Victor I Tanley. love this one. I, lo- I actually really liked this episode because I yeah. thought it was a really fun tie-in with how it was the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. Like mm-hmm. that was like the time that like H.H. H. Holmes was there and wreaking havoc and of course, that's not their focus in the show to like stop him or anything. <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> let him keep doing his thing, I guess. But we're gonna go over here and try Can't to disrupt, find disrupt timelines too much more. I yeah. know, I know. Fix points in time. Oh wait, wrong, yeah. wrong time travel show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and we get to see this version of He Who Remains, or this variant of He Who Remains, mm-hmm. a very young Victor Timely who uh, is given, who basically gets Marty McFly and Biff Tannen <laughs> into, hey, here's a book. Read this book. It'll tell you everything you need to know. By uh, Renslayer and... And... Uh, Miss and Minutes. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, Minutes, yes. Miss Minutes. Who, <laughs> I think that one of the more fun things they did was make Miss Minutes the ghost of the midway. Yeah. Oh my god! Spectral <laughs> clock. Yes, the, that I do love the, that. One of the more, one of the more in, inventive and just completely silly things. <laughs> and kudos to Tara Strong for playing that up and just totally chewing the scenery <laughs> as Miss Minutes, <laughs> yeah. who who kind of uh, aged herself back to look like an antique clock. I'm sorry, this <laughs> massive, black <laughs> massive black and white mm-hmm. antique ghost clock in the midway terrifying all of the people as mobius and loki and sylvie are trying to chase uh victor timely as other people are chasing victor timely <laughs> through through the midway and i also realized problems aside with whatever he may or may not have done in 
outside of the Marvel Universe, I do enjoy mm-hmm. Jonathan Major's acting for mm-hmm. the yes. most part. His speech affectation for Victor Timely took a bit of getting used to. Mm. And by a bit, I do mean a bit. <laughs> a bit. Um, but, I, you know, I, I was trying to piece it together as to why would he be so, why would he speak so haltingly? And I was reminded of something, and it was a very weird realization for me as to where I'd seen this before or something very similar. And it threw me for a loop at the same time. And that was in Batman versus Superman uh, Dawn of Justice with um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Mm. And if you watch his performance as Lex Luthor in that movie, he seems like you know that he is the smartest man in the room. There's no question about that. But it seems like there are times when his mouth is trying to keep up with what his thoughts are. And hearing Timely speak and stutter and stumble as he spoke, I was kind of wondering if it's given the knowledge of the TVA that he was given from the book from Miss Minutes and Renslayer, he's got all of these things and all of these, all of his inventions. At one point I thought I might have just I thought it may have been to kind of throw people off and think he's not as intelligent as he was because we are talking a black man in the mid 1800s America. So you've, you may want to play, you know, a, I am not that guy you're looking for card. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking more in terms of Luthor as the, he's, he's got so many thoughts in his head, so many things going on that he's trying to keep track of that. It's, not always his mouth isn't always able to keep up with what he's thinking and where his thoughts are going. So once I, yeah. once I had that gear shift, whether that was intentional or not from the writers, it allowed me to, to deal with the way that he performed as timely better. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I thought, I, yeah, I thought he was fine too. And, and it was fun to see, it was honestly, for me, it was like, it was kind of fun to see a variant um, that was a little less sure of himself in, in some ways too, because some of the other um, King variants that we've seen, he's very like, I know everything. I'm so powerful. And Mm -hmm. so this one, Victor Timely, it was just, it was, it was a little bit different. So it was just kind of nice to see, that kind of stark difference but at the same time like he it it was almost like he was putting on like a little bit of a face a little bit oh he was yeah you know because like he is actually really smart he does know what he's doing he's Um, also a con man (laughs) yes yes which that was that was interesting because yeah during his little presentation um it looked like really good. Like us as the audience, you know, it was very like believable. And it was also like, where is he going with this? Like to me, I was, you know, I wasn't really sure where he was going to go with that because it was such high powered technology for that time. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, what is going to happen here? And so then to find out that he was just kind of faking it to get some money and yeah, be a con man. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that too. I was like, what what is the purpose of this machine? I'm like, ooh, it makes a lot of like arcs, which I mean at that time they only see in like lightning. So it's like, oh cool, but you know, like it's like, oh, it's it's a time device. <laughs> it makes it looks cool. But I mean it worked. Yeah. 
But yeah, pretty soon after that, like like Robert was already kind of saying, we get we get all these different groups of people who are now trying to get to Victor Timely. <laughs> for various reasons. For various yes. reasons. And, you know, Loki's trying to capture him, but not kill him. But then, like, Sylvie is wanting to kill him. <laughs> yeah. And so he's trying to stop her from killing him, but also stop him. And it's just like this whole thing... But it was also, again, another opportunity for us to see some good um, magic and fight scenes, especially between the two with Sylvie and Loki. So I thought I thought that was a fun action scene. And I, I think it's really interesting, Miss Minutes' uh, reason for want, wanting him. Because at, at first, you know, like when you see Miss Minutes, or at least for me, it didn't seem like she was like, admiring him in that way until we get to that scene where maybe mm -hmm. she's she's getting a bit more more crazy a bit more more loose and so it's a like somewhat of a stereotype for for ai to human body mm -hmm. or whatever but i i thought they they, they did it well mm -hmm. which kind of for me when they mentioned that it reminded me of agents of shield with the lmd uh, arc of agents oh, of shield yeah, yeah. where um holden creates ada and then she's like nope, i want a body and you're like oh okay well here right. we go so it reminded me of that of the you promised me all of these things and time's like i i didn't promise you anything and i think that it's interesting just seeing how even though everybody realizes this is a variant of kang they still just see he who remains or Kang. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, you promised me these things. Well, I didn't promise you that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. Not that guy, pal. <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> but like, just, just what Timely is in general is interesting because she's like this hologram, physical, non-physical thing that can float in, but is really just like a little temp pad mm -hmm. device. So is she just like, I don't know. I was trying to think of that during the show. Like, is she just like light some type of hologram or is there like some yeah. sort of physicality to the actual? Well, even when, when later on, when, when they end up, you know, kind of resetting her, it's just mm. like, isn't she just going to make the same choices again? Like mm. she's a living, breathing, moving AI. Object, they did a rollback. Right? They, they did yeah, it all. Like, they're like, we're going to restore you from a, a not Good crazy base. version. Yeah, but they but they roll her back, and then who's to say she doesn't? No, you're right. That I way mean, in the future. Except well, there's influence though that around her that can influence her a certain way, rather than the influence she had previously. So. Well, yeah, that that comes like, is it more important, like her programming and, and how she learns or how she was built to experience things? Or was it purely based off environment. of environment? Yeah. The environment oh. of just being with he who remains for so, so then long. We get the the AI know? version of nature versus nurture. This yeah. Is the great. AI nature. Yep. nurture. Yeah, that's what I was going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. But I'm gonna, I'll come back to, I want to come back to that in, in a minute. Cause yeah. that comes up in, episode four or five again so I'll, yeah. I'll come back to that when we get down to that but um we find we you know after after all the scooby-doo chasing and there was literally <laughs> as far as i was concerned a bunch of scooby-doo chasing going yes. on through the fair through the boat through the mm -hmm. through the warehouse um they finally catch up with timely 
Sylvie reluctantly opts not to just off with mm-hmm. his head immediately. Um, and Miss Minutes and Renslayer basically allow them to take him to the TVA. And well, more just Renslayer at that point. Well, well, true. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, go and take him. It's like, that, that's it seemed a little anticlimactic after all the chasing and trying to yeah. get everybody into one spot. It was like, okay, go ahead and take him. It was like, all right, sure. And, you know, as, as a, the, that, that episode ends, we get the ominous, I know a secret. Oh, yeah. From, mm-hmm. from Murder Clock. Murder, Murder Clock. And, you know, fade to black. Um, and, you know, we pick up in episode four with the secret <laughs> being that uh, Renslayer was the number two to He Who Remains for mm-hmm. some indeterminate amount of time that was apparently a lot of time to be like his general. His, yeah, his that was wild. And mm-hmm. that was... A, well, looking well at, and seemed to be that they were more intimate with each other yeah. romantical romantical yeah. it, it may have been you know a, a romance of convenience but yeah that seemed like mm-hmm. there was a little bit more than just boss and subordinate or you know um he who remains and everyone else but she was you know she held Dox's role effectively mm-hmm. for a long time and then he wiped her memory yeah. Like you do. Okay, yeah. Satana. Look at you. <laughs> but um which uh makes her not so happy. For, no. for some reason. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Can't imagine why. You you wiped my memory and it just kind of stuck me at a desk job. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it couldn't even give me a better job when you wiped my memory. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I mean, at least she was seeing that over his dead body. <laughs> True. True. You know, maybe, but I think it would have been better if she. I think it would have been a little more cathartic had she made the dead body, not just. Oh, well, mm. okay, that that happened. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and we we also missed the fact that they'd gotten timely when they got timely back to the TVA. They introduced him to Ouroboros in that meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes, I love was that. Hilarious. It's like fanboys <laughs> type yeah, fan two. <laughs> well yeah, it's like it's that interesting the stereotype of the loop of yes. like the creator the... meets the writer who meets the creator, you know, yeah. the yeah, who's yeah. <laughs> and the you know, the point where they're just like, Would you sign my copy of this? Would you sign <laughs> mine? <laughs> and they just completely geek out with each other. It was like <laughs> You know, in the middle of everything falling apart, that was just kind of cute and funny. Yeah. I loved it. And it was a, it was a nice humanizing moment for mm-hmm. both of them, because for me at this point, I'm still thinking of Timely as he's a threat because he's a mm-hmm. king variant, and we have Ouroboros who's just this. I I just work here. I just fix the stuff, <laughs> and watching the two of them back and forth for as long as Loki and Mobius allowed it before it's like. Uh, we got. Yeah, we got on, there's a loom that's going to explode, and everything's going to die. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> to that so, time for this. Yeah. So watching them watch that interaction and be kind of like, we're literally on the clock. Let, let's go. Mm-hmm. Was was kind of fun and cute. 
but um, we then have, you know, Renslayer and uh, Miss Minutes coming back yeah. to try and take over the TVA. Yay! Ooh, and then yeah. the cube has returned. <laughs> the cube. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to go back to the cube because I wanted to go to see it in episode three. Because mm-hmm. we talked about at the time, Loki could not do any magic in the TVA up mm-hmm. until a certain, until they reset everything in the TVA. And then all of a sudden, magic works. And the time slipping, which was not supposed to be able to occur in the TVA, is, you know, he's bouncing through time in the TVA. But then they decide to go talk to Brad again. Oh, and, Brad. And, oh, oh that Brad. And uh, one of my favorite things from a show called Homicide Life on the Streets is when they put uh, a suspect in the box. And it's the interrogation room. And they had a couple of officers who were the bad cop, bad cop, basically. And it's like, it's not really a good cop here. And in this case, you know, they're talking to Brad and he's just not giving him anything. So they're like, okay, we're going to leave. And Loki pretends to leave, shuts the door and locks it. Mm-hmm. And Mobius is like, wait, wait. And Loki gets the box and puts Brad in it. And we see for the first time in, wow, really the first time since Thor, the Dark World, Dark, yeah. an evil Loki, or a, a malevolent Loki. Because mm-hmm. he's at this point, just like, I really have nothing to lose at this point, and I need mm-hmm. answers, you have them. And I got this controller that makes the box tiny. And he's just like, so you want to tell me anything? <laughs> How small can we go? This, this only gets so much bigger, and then it gets painful. And you can see mm-hmm. that as Brad is going through the 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 shrinking of the box, it's like, no, no, I don't know. I can say, okay, well, maybe I'll think of it. Yes, I will talk. It's okay. You can stop now. And you know, I it was interesting seeing Loki. Loki's like, I can just keep going. It's, I'm good with this. This is fine. And coming back to episode four, seeing um, Renslayer use the box on Docs and her followers who had been captured mm-hmm. uh the, the remaining ones who'd been captured and not stopping because she is now at that point mm-hmm. where it's like okay well we are here we are taking over and anybody who's not in line is against me and i can't have that so boop well and brad's just standing there and not joining because he knows oh yeah what can happen? Like he just Brett, Brett's like, I'm, I'm in. I'm, he just I'm, went in there. Yeah, it's like, I'm in. I'm, what do you want? I'll well, do he, it. It was interesting because he never really says I'm in. They can just tell because of his his reactions. Yeah, yeah. His reactions. and it was it was interesting that they the choice that they made for rendering that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you see Renslayer, and she is effectively emotionless because she's like, I've got a job to do, and all of you are keeping me from doing that job. You see, as the box shrinks. Docs and her crew, as it shrinks and they're becoming, you know, they're being compressed together. And you can hear the screams. You can't, you can't hear the screams at first. Mm-mm. They cut away from them and go to Brad for the screams and the crunching. Yeah. So you see them, and, and you have Docs who is very defiant, like, I will, you know, this is the hill that I will die on. Great. And she's right there and then as the box gets just small just too small for everybody in it they cut to brad and you hear as the box is shrinking you hear the sounds of 
bones snapping and the shrieks of the people inside and you don't see anything other than mm-hmm. Brad's expression mm-hmm. with relation to this as he's trying not to look and not to be affected and can't help but just, you know, wince at the the pain that he's hearing and the suffering. And knowing that he could have been right there with them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an interesting stylistic choice. I think it was a great one because it's it gives you... you understand the consequences of what's going on without seeing the action much like they do with cartoons where they'll cut away from a a punch being thrown or they'll show it in shadow or they'll show somebody's reaction to somebody getting punched it's like this is a very adult way of doing that but there's no question what just happened to these people Mm -hmm. in in the soon to be not very big box i think there was like some sort of study or like observation done where sometimes it can be more like i guess mentally impactful if you don't show it happening i think mm-hmm. the test was with like uh like a show or something of someone getting hit in the knee really mm-hmm. hard and just like you know getting keeping it out of frame just so much where you know what happens but you don't see it so like your imagination does a worse toll on yourself than like what the image uh mm-hmm. could do and so mm-hmm. you know taken to that that into account it yeah well and even this yeah and even just this being like you know because i saw you know some articles and other reactions to this after this episode had aired that a lot of people are like oh my gosh marvel just had like one of the darkest scenes like violent scenes that they've ever had and i like heard that before Mm. i saw the episode and i was like what happens and then seeing that and like yeah it's pretty brutal but like are we discounting the netflix series from that yes because that's okay. tvma and that's not that's technically I was gonna not say, yeah, not with, with kingpin the door yeah no no no, 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 no. no. Yeah, i just want to go the record saying i didn't bring up the van in the door this time <laughs> yeah um, no 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 argue... i'm talking about core mcu um i would argue censored mcu that... Sokovia dropping out of the sky mm-hmm. yeah. was was a pretty dark thing that they showed part of. And granted, they saved most people, many people. Well, I was thinking a lot of uh, also uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, mm. one that I saw fairly recently. That one was one of the more dark ones. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. crazy if you think about a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I... I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you guys at all. <laughs> I, I just saw that like article or comment and I'm like, what is going to happen? And then, yeah. And then seeing it and like, yeah, it definitely was brutal. And especially like what Truman touched on with how it was more like kind of more the mental impact too, because like you are imagining it and you kind of know what happens, but you're not seeing it. But then also I just And the fact that like docs was about to, you know, join the, I guess the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that yeah. decision too. And then we, you know, of course, seeing Miss Minutes' face during all of <laughs> yeah. that again, as well. Again, I repeat, murder clock. Murder yeah, clock. yeah, she's like, yeah, it's an official title, like, murder, yeah. cl- murder clock. But yeah, that's <laughs> that episode. What what else happened? Yeah. In but well, after she <laughs> after she was rejected by by he who remains. I mean, mm-hmm. I think. You know, trying to let out some steam by murder. 
It yeah, is, and know, I think there was also it was also very subtly done with Miss Minutes in that scene. Like if you're if you're paying attention to the human characters in that scene, and not looking at her, you miss the that little moment of glee in her eyes as there as everybody's getting crushed. She's just like, Hee! and you're just like, that was dark. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And then on, you know, on the other hand, then, so, uh, Wolf, they, um, you know, Hunter X5, he then is working with Renslayer and Miss Minutes and they're like, well, we need to kidnap Timely. So there's like all this stuff like within the TVA going on, like Timely just gets there and they're just about to do their thing. And then they take him and you're like, come on, you guys. (laughs) So close. And I think, and this is the point where we see, um, you know, they're trying to like stage a rescue and Sylvie and Loki. Oh no, it was actually, I think it was at this point where OB is like, oh, should I turn off the thing that prevents you guys from using magic in here? And they're (laughs) both like, yes. (laughs) And we, and we finally catch up to the, the little time looping from, from before. Exactly. We see Loki pruning his past self. Yes. Which, and like, I was, again, kind of on that. Like, it's kind of confusing a little bit. But did he just do that so that there's not two of him in one place? No, that was so he could stop the, the slipping. That was Because that was one of the things that Obi said, that you had to you had to prune yourself from that timeline when, you know, all the indicators turned green. On that little That's when Mobius was fully, around. like, locked in and ready to pull him out. Mm. Right. And he's like, no, 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 no. Leave him in there. That's and then he right. comes flying out through the through the thread, through the thread back into the room. Fly back That's in. That's right. That's the right. last second, of course. Of course. Yes. Because, yes. you know, what is it without a, a timely last second rescue? Yeah, timely. <laughs> and, and look, at least I didn't make a water, a, a water-based yeah. plan, so I'm okay. <laughs> um, and we seem to have lost Colin. Hopefully only temporarily. Hopefully. Oh. Well, and kind of continuing, you know, they, um, so again, since they have the, then since they have their magic back, you know, it it enables Sylvie to enchant, (laughs) um, Hunter X5 and they control Mm -hmm. him and he prunes Renslayer. (laughs) That other dark thing that happened in the episode. (laughs) Forceful. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they get timely, timely back. The, yeah. They get him to the loom. He's like, ah, scary like, hey. thing. They're like, just stick your head in, it's fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's experimental. I'm not sure if it'll hurt you. Like, just, it's fine. Yeah, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Because again, at this point, all we, all that's really been said is that they have like this device. It's the, uh, it's like a temporal or oh, the, the loom extract, the R extractor. Yeah, yep. well, because they need to then like get out into the the expander, the ring expander. Yeah, exactly. Because they figured out, yeah, they need to make the rings bigger so that the branches of time so can, can get through the loom. So they're like, well, you need to go out there and shoot the thing so that it then expands. And so they need, so they um, timely ends up doing it. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to? Yeah, I'm like, does anyone want to describe this part? <laughs> Yeah, comes like a cup of noodles. No, you know what? Do you know what that <laughs> looked like? It looked exactly like what Wanda did to Reed Richards in Doctor uh, Strange: The Multiverse. Of yes. Madness. Oh yeah. Well, didn't they explain before with it that the spaghettification like a black hole mm-hmm. theory? But yeah, mm-hmm. it looks. It looks but it was all looked at. It was like that was what happened to Reed. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And it was oh, like man. instant too. Like yeah, he like walks a... out onto that gangway and immediately because yeah, like, just... ah! you're, you're like finally to that point in the, you know, and you're like pumped that you're like, yes, they finally got mm-hmm. him. He's going to go down there. He's going to shoot the, like, you know, we're like, hey, they've we been got building this. up for the past three episodes. We got yeah. time. And then yeah. he like walks out and immediately he's like, but it's not only that, but we've seen when Mobius went out there yeah. before it was like, mm-hmm. so we know it's it can possible. be done. Yeah, we know mm-hmm. it can be done. Yes. And we know that yes. the radiation is bad. You've got to get back before your suit disintegrates mm-hmm. or else the radiation, the time radiation will kill you. So we're like, okay, this is the thing. He's just got to move really fast. Oh, he just opened the door and died. Wow. This is really bad. And then the show, <laughs> and then that episode ends. <laughs> the no, show ends. No, the loom explodes. The loom explodes. Oh, and then like, it ends. Like, and did, then it ends. Like, why did that happen? Like, is he gone? And, and we're then... just like, we've still got two more episodes and how... But what's gonna happen? What? Oh my what? gosh! <laughs> so I have to. I credit the writers for doing a great job of building the for making cliffhangers of each of the episodes the way that they did, because mm-hmm. you're always like, how you know how are they going to get out of this one? <laughs> and you know it's like, well, time just blew up. Well, all right, that's kind of permanent. So mm-hmm. how, how are they going to get out of that? Or and is it? Uh, <laughs> we find out that our favorite. Uh, Jotunheim baby ice giant. <laughs> the baby ice giant. <laughs> so cute. Uh, happens to survive. Of course he does. Favorite you know, his boy. name's in the title, so I guess he has to. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Part of me is like, they, they cut back the next episode, it's just another Loki variant. <laughs> the no. whole build up season one, the first half, that Loki's already dead. Like, you know, it's a little oh, different Loki. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, he gets, you know, starts time slipping again, but he starts time slipping to finding people that he knows from his past that have no clue who he is because he's just this guy who appears, knows and something they're just about on their the... time. We and get to see the origins. Yeah, they reset yes. to their yeah mm-hmm. original ones, and I, I I really liked these scenes actually. I thought it was yeah, kind of fun yeah. to go through and see where each person ended up mm-hmm. and like again back to like um i'm i'm such a i'm also like a true crime nerd you guys like <laughs> i just find it like all that stuff so fascinating so when they when they um showed the scene with um somebody in like a prison cell and they're hiding and then they go through like this like fake wall and then like go like escape through the back and they're oh, like Shawshank Redemption. i saw that movie well, and I was like, the whole time I was like, this sounds really familiar. This sounds exactly like a story that I heard when I was, when I visited Alcatraz, you know, in San Francisco. And I'm like, I'm like, is this, I like kind of sat up in my chair and I'm like, this is Alcatraz. And I was, I was watching it with my husband and he's like, oh my gosh, it totally is. And then sure enough, when they, um, you know, go out onto the boat and then across the bay, I was like, oh my gosh, they like totally like referenced it. And so that was that was Casey. Casey, yep. And he was uh, Frank Morris, who again, like, is based like that's a real that's the real person mm-hmm. who way back in I don't know nineteen sixty fifty something nineteen fifty sixty dated on the show. I can't remember. I know. It, yeah, but that. anyways, yeah, like that really happened. That Frank Morris was a guy who escaped from Alcatraz, that, doing it that way. So I thought that was really fun that that they use like a real historical <laughs> event, and especially because like wasn't it in Loki season one when they talked about um oh crap what's the guy who was on the plane 
DB Cooper. Yeah, DB Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just thought it was just fun how yeah, they <laughs> try to tie in real events. And and even again, back to the whole Chicago World's Fair that we, you know, mentioned before. So anyways. But we but we also see so we not only see Casey's previous life, we get to see that Hunter B fifteen was a doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the Hunter B fifteen and her reaction to just seeing <laughs> Loki appear. <laughs> golden. <laughs> and what I think was most the most uh the saddest of the the people who were pulled out of their timeline was oh. seeing um, Mobius or Don. Don. Who Don. we find out why he has such an affinity for jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> he is a jet ski salesman. Yeah, he's I a... feel like the, he was the one that you could guess the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what, the first what guess. we couldn't guess was that, you know, father of a couple of kids. Yeah. And this goes to. Uh, Marley and I were talking about this. There's a theory that uh, says that Don. Or, or Mobius, uh, before he was brought to the TVA, uh, was a variant of Odin because he had two sons, one of whom was very mischievous and gets into trouble, uh, and one who's the more steadfast and is sent to clean up his, his younger brother's messes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their color codings were also uh, the bike. younger son had a red bike had a sorry a green bike mm-hmm. older son has a red bike so there's like so were they that timeline's variants of thor odin and loki uh, or not so it was one of those that's that's an interesting theory that i i, thought, I want that parallel. theory to be true i want it to be true <laughs> be so amazing. bad that be really cool like the person who like noticed all of that like kudos to that person like that's amazing for tying mm-hmm. that all together but yeah, I also felt really bad for for Ouroboros in his time. Yeah. Stuck as like the, the yeah. poor writer is like, this is a cool book. You should sell it more. <laughs> He's like, you can't just put your books in our store, sir. Like, sir, please, <laughs> please leave. And Renslayer was a principal, if I remember correctly. Because we did see a bit of her. Mm, that's right. It was like a little. I think she's like a high school or flash. some kind of yeah. school principal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did get to see these, you know, snippets of these people that have been around Loki for two se- or a season and a half at this point, and, and who they were proving the theory that yes, they were pulled out of time to to be um, agents at the TVA. And you know, that's that's like well, they proved that correct. They weren't just some some random you know other there was not they did not have a different origin they were pulled out of time out of their out of their lives to work at the tva and we see and this is also where we find out that or i'm sorry we found out before that mobius had no desire to know what his previous life had been mm-hmm. he would never been curious i was yeah. like this is what i've got this is this is good and then we see this and when they come back to it later and you know show him what his life was he's understandably slightly upset about it mm-hmm. because he realizes what he's lost which is the one thing he did not want to know mm-hmm. so you see so you start feeling a little sad for him for like oh you you had settled into this you were as okay with it as you could be and now they've forced you into seeing what you've lost and you know how do you yeah how do you deal with that well and in that version of himself he's kind of like a neglectful father in some sense as well i, don't know that I would say neglectful like, 
I mean, I think was he a single, single, single dad? I single dad. Remember. Yeah, single dad. Yeah, but like every every single call, oh, I'll get back to him later. Ah, oh, tell him I'm busy. Well, yeah, with the family. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's true. I'd forgotten about about the the calls. And, and, and even when he goes back home to to play with the kids, it's it's kind of the the last thing that he wanted to do. It felt like because there's just seeds to be sold. Right. <laughs> better the feeling of what the spray in your face and the wind in your hair. Yeah, whatever the, the fray was. Yeah. But you know, we we um find that um <laughs> things are not things are not well and we're finally seeing all of the all the timelines are starting to collapse as they now mm-hmm. are proving, yeah, as this goes, everything is going to die. So Brad's warning from episode two about we're all in mortal danger is now coming to pass as all of the realities are collapsing around mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. And I think this is the episode in which Loki makes his impassioned argument to Sylvie about, you know, you the TVA has to be saved and she's still, mm-hmm. it needs to go away. She's like, he's like, mm-hmm. we can fight to make the thing that's already here better mm-hmm. rather than trying to rebuild everything from the ground up. And Sylvie throws out a line that I did not expect. We're not gods. Or you're, you sound like you want, you know, wanting to be gods. And Loki's like, we are gods. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how Sylvie has so settled into her mundane so to speak life on the yeah. on her timeline and is just does not think of herself as a god anymore despite her upbringing mm-hmm. and loki has to be like no we are and we have to we are the only ones who can really fix this it, we have a structure in place it's it's not working but we can make it better and she's still just like no so, yeah. so watching watching that little tete a tete was was interesting just to see how you could see that she slowly came to realize that he is right and this has to happen. That's interesting because I think before that Loki realizes that Sylvia is right in a lot of ways. After they got the gang back together, mm-hmm. he goes to get Sylvie, and then they have a little little therapy sesh together mm-hmm. and realizes that uh, he's doing things a lot more selfishly than he had initially thought, you know, and in a way like tricking himself yeah. as the god of trickery. And, and then, you know, going to mm-hmm. the, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and forcing him to realize what it is that he not only wanted, what he'd been lacking for so long. Yeah, we learned that the TVA is the friends we made along the way. Aww. <laughs> he just wants his friends he back. His friends back. And he'll and... steal them from their families to make it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. at, and it's like at that moment when um, yeah. everybody's like branches have already been spaghettifying. Yeah, because of the uh, what the the system, the the backup system, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the wording. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the the loom. But it's interesting to think like had that you know system not been in place for. The whatever reasons that Loki would have uh, been fine with that, and I wonder what like what he would do. I guess that's like well, what if that I would like to see 
if mm-hmm. we'll, if like you know someone else takes care of the problems or whatever what loki would would choose to do oh, because yeah. at that time he's like yeah everyone go back to your lives i realized like you know you have better better things and you know maybe we're not all in danger you know before mm-hmm. they actually become in danger again but yeah i think it'd be interesting like what it, what would loki choose to do at that point mm-hmm. as a what if but that's not what happens things start to spaghetti well and even before that too like there's a there's some good conversations between loki and um ob you know i don't (laughs) yeah doug and um you know and so they he basically like he's trying to help him like you know make a new temp pad but also um like figure out how to like fix the time slipping and he basically like says like you should try to like focus on like controlling it, control the time slipping. And so (laughs) by the end, (laughs) yeah. And like by the end of the episode, Loki does master how to do that, which is just so cool because then that brings us right into the last episode and we get to see Loki jump all over the place through time (laughs) and space (laughs) and he can do it as many times as he needs to. And he did. (laughs) Well, well, we learned at the beginning of the episode because they're still trying to figure out how to fix things mm-hmm. and they're like well what would i need to be able to do this and it's like you would they have to completely understand temporal physics yes centuries <laughs> later yeah that's not crazy yeah <laughs> how long engineering you... <laughs> everything you know yeah because it's like how long would it take me to, to understand everything you know obi who's been alone for centuries it's like oh if you uh, decades maybe centuries i don't yeah. know and he's like okay and, Done. Then, and then we get it's like i got time <laughs> we got smart loki now yeah and, big brain and, loki i'm sorry smart time hopping loki now mm-hmm. And we have the trope of do it again, mm-hmm. do it again, mm-hmm. do it again, that we've seen in so many different time travel things. But there's the added sense of urgency of everything will collapse if if we don't get this just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watching, and... watching him, watching him be frustrated mm-hmm. and, and, you know, knowing like we were so close, we got that much closer. And you know the other thing where he starts talking, he starts talking to people before they're reacting. Uh, the one time he does it with Mobius, and he, he <laughs> parallels exactly what Mobius is going to say as Mobius is saying it, and Mobius is like, "What?" And then they start <laughs> to pick up that maybe he's done this once or twice before. Yeah. Oh, or like the line every time he was like, "What do you mean again?" Or this time? <laughs> mean this time? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. And like, yeah, at that point, like Loki doesn't even like stop yeah, to really exactly. like explain things. He's just like, "No, give me it, give me it." I got that. You wrote this book. You wrote this book. Shake hands. We'll get to this later. <laughs> I love how he's like, "And Obi made this. This is great." I know it's one layer of paint, but this is great. This is perfect. You don't need anything more. <laughs> that was that was a really fun. Uh, yeah, that was a fun series one. Series of scenes, mm-hmm. and then it's all for nothing. Yeah, nothing. and who is nothing. it that suggests? Like, isn't there a point in time that someone, or does he kind of come to the realization that, that he needs to, to? He needs yeah. to go back to the point at the end of time when well, him and Sylvie it's after they're finally talking. finally successful in getting it in and they expand the 
the whatever race. it is, the loom. Oh, the loom. That's right. Yes, the oh, loom. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how could I forget that? That was like the most intense scene <laughs> yes, of the entire episode when yeah. when Timely is going across <laughs> the gangway Don't and you're just down, like, Timely. <laughs> and yes, and he's off. like talking to him <laughs> through going. the microphone, and he's just encouraging. He's like, "You got this." I just kind of wanted to just see people's going. faces <laughs> and the, at the timeline where it rolls off, and then he just like looks back, and everyone just like face palms. And you just see Loki just a little warp before everything explodes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was that was intense. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Anxiety was going like crazy. Oh my gosh! I thought for sure. I thought for sure it wasn't gonna work. No. Well, like, cause, I don't know. At that point, you're like, he's going through so many times. So it's like, okay, something has to work. Something has to be different. And it works. But I guess in like going up to this, we, we know that if things split off, if time goes into multiverse, it's infinite. So me being as a watcher and like, you know, I'm a learning engineer student. So I'm like, oh, I just assume that when they make it bigger, that's accounting for the infinite. But but they never really express that. And so you're led to believe, you know, something else. And so when they finally get to that. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's exponential. We, did, we didn't account for this. Yeah, they didn't account for that. I'm like, oh, I assumed that they accounted for this. Like, I guess not. And like, yeah, that makes sense. Like time, like, you know, there's gonna be different variations. One day you move the cup on the left side of the table and something breaks, and then move one day you move the cup on the right what side. You know, you that's another timeline. Yeah, tomato sauce. Yeah. Tomato so- yeah. Oh, you trip one as crack one day and mom's yeah. Yeah. It's and, infinite. And seeing the heartbreak when it you know the, the loom's fixed and everybody's happy and then it breaks again <laughs> yeah and you're and oh everybody's my just like gosh oh. and then and i think that's when loki has the realization of this is how it, this is how it has to be yeah he needs to go back farther in time yeah he needs to go to the point where it all like this whole Starting thing went yeah, yeah exactly and that was when sylvie killed he who remains mm-hmm. and so yeah again yeah we go over to that setting and he we see again that he's doing the whole like replay 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 different scenarios trying to yeah. stop sylvie and not <laughs> let he who remains die and we see Which, him die over and over again this is this is something that like was interesting to me like sylvie's determination is so strong i think because of how he who remains is reacting you know he's he's knowing this and so he knows that he has to be you know confident just calm like really arrogant so you're easily killable because if he was showing any fear and emotion like victor timely sylvie hesitates and that goes against the plan like you know good on i guess you know Respect to Sylvie for for being so <laughs> having <laughs> that drive to kill. Yeah. So, well, and we also get to see we also get to the point where he who remains is like, so are we doing this again? To Loki, and he mm-hmm. he's like, you realize he has been allowing this to happen mm-hmm. all of these times, and yep. you know when he calls Loki out like, so you know, let me know when you're done when you're tired, and we can actually have a conversation. And Loki still continues to try and stop Sylvie, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, he's finally like, "Oh, so have you have you figured out how to do this thing yet?" And you know, Loki's like, "What?" And then, you know, and the cycle repeats until finally, Loki realizes this needs to. I need to put Sylvie on pause. No, mm-hmm. sorry, he who remains puts her pulls her out of time, and they have a conversation. Mm-hmm. The the loop repeats, I think, two or three more times, and then Loki's like, "Hold up." 
wait a minute. <laughs> How often we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you're like, Oh, Okay. It was interesting to see it from Loki's side at the TVA, where it's like we we could see him making all the steps, but we never really considered how was it looking from He Who Remains' perspective, who's like, yeah, been there, done that. Oh, look, we're doing it again. Oh, look, we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. And just watching the juxtaposition of those two scenes, of we've seen this from this perspective, we're now seeing this from a slightly different perspective, and the conversation that comes from that. Yeah, and it's interesting because this we we really see why this he who remains or Kang is is the one is that is remaining because throughout all of the variations he is consistent, he's confident mm-hmm. that you know he dies like all right it's going to be a reincarnation as he puts or whatever another version of himself that that still does it so he's he's made sure that his you know mental state is consistent throughout every single timeline that he's going to do the exact same thing yep. in order to keep uh the the timeline the way that it is and to give the decision to loki but there but there was one point though where they were doing the whole like repeat playback between loki and he who remains and there because i swear there was a moment where loki had it had a one-up on him saying like um you thought this was the first time that we've had this too so like he did it right back to him which i thought was just like super clever to see that that whole back and forth um but then yeah and then that's pretty soon after when we when we realize when we find out that the loom is just a fail safe and when and if it breaks it's all just going to go back to Mm -hmm. the sacred timeline anyways Mm -hmm. which it's interesting to think like psychologically how he who remains controlled people because they're like whether or maybe there's like some like the, maybe the backup system could fail. That's why they have the TVA to in order to not make the backup system trigger because it's a backup system. But you know, it, the question in the back of my mind is why not just have the loom instead of the the TVA? But I guess mm-hmm. you know having the TVA there kind of protects the loom and keeps it hidden under the guise of, of other things. But if the loom can do it itself, I guess that was my question. Why have the TVA prune if the prune if the loom just does it? Maybe just to kind of keep it finite and or mm-hmm. precise, you know, just like the fine, the finer details of things, just having someone. And plus, I think he who remains likes to be able to control people. Yeah. He mm-hmm. likes he likes having that whole system in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it, yeah. And having something built around it protects it because, you mm-hmm. know, some powerful person could could figure out about the loom and come and destroy it mm-hmm. and unlaunch another multiversal war so keeping that secret and outside of time yeah for sure and then you know loki realizes okay he goes back and you know and realizes he has to replace timely in the suit and on the gangway and Mm -hmm. and fix repair the time stream and we get but he doesn't go out in the suit well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, he goes. He goes out. But at this point, he just like wa- he well, just goes out as there. As he's walking, he gets a different suit. Well, no, but even before that, he walks out there, and I've, and when he went down into the chamber to go out, I expected him to put the suit on, as I'm sure that everyone else did. Yeah. Oh, but seeing yeah. him, seeing him just open the doors, you're just like, that's different. But yeah. then we also have to consider that he's now had centuries, if not millennia. Mm-hmm. of doing this 
and building up not only his knowledge of the temporal mechanics and everything, but his just overall ability and I'm assuming resistance to the radiation. Yeah, because I was thinking about that too. Like, is it mostly because he's like as guardian or of that that blood, or is it mostly mm-hmm. because of his time control, or maybe it's a it's, it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think it's I think the time control didn't makes... hurt. No, <laughs> it did not hurt at all. Well, and if you look between, you know, uh, even before the Loki's seasons, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at um, <clears throat> even Avengers, uh, the 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 first Avengers film, his powers are nowhere near what they are now. Oh no, mm-hmm. no, no, no! Yeah, like, it's insane. But before then, it was just. It was just little nifty tricks, right? Well, yeah, that's something that I keep it reminding myself too. Is that even at that time he still is an Avengers level threat? Like he had an army, but still, mm-hmm. he himself is at that level. Yeah, but and now but with, like just increasing with him himself without without the the staff though. Mm, yeah, not an Avengers threat, right? The staff. That's. <laughs> let Thor right? <laughs> hit one. you with his hammer and, <laughs> and you're good right mm-hmm. it's a cosplay one <laughs> yeah i'm sorry we forgot about one of the points of the conversation um where uh he who remains challenges loki's comment about having glorious purpose and what that actually means oh, and yes. entails and it's like oh glorious purpose and this you know going all the way back to 2012 when we first hear him say that he is burdened with glorious purpose mm-hmm. um yeah we we now have found out that the purpose loki thought he had for himself was much greater and mm-hmm. of much more of, of greater had greater ramifications than anyone you know 12 years ago would have would have ever thought or 11 years ago yeah. ever thought i mean we're we're facing the biggest redemption arc of all of marvel right now yeah mm-hmm. and it's one of those i think that it was to be honest i kind of expected at the end of the series i expected it to be um something that i'd seen in doctor who where one of the doctor's companions dies and then is pulled out of time and is you know lives in adventures through time up to the point of their death being brought to that and i expected to see something similar um, to that so we'll see loki coming back through to having his neck snapped again and we didn't get that and i was like okay we are entirely someplace different <laughs> and i like the way that they handled it because now we get the the former god of mischief whose now title is just god loki and i, th- I thought at one point it was gonna be like the god of stories uh, i think everyone of, did because of the timelines and the fact that he's now kind of sitting there holding the weave of time together and everybody's life stories is literally in his hands as he was rebuilding the timelines as he walked out to the um to the loom um and then something there was a a article i'm sorry an interview that i saw with hiddleston um that came out i guess this week where he was talking about the line 
and I haven't gone back to verify this, but apparently the line that he says, I know the guy that I need to be for you, mm. was one that he had said to Odin in oh, one of yeah. the four I know movies. You, yeah. yeah, how he improvised that. Yeah, and and they brought that line back as he realizes that as he is, Loki is now realizing that he can't be he can't just be the same Loki. He has to change, and he has to change not just for himself, but for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he can't be the same vain, selfish Loki that we've seen for the past 15 years. Mm-hmm. So that was that was kind of a neat... Mm-hmm. There were some very neat callbacks to some, some things, but if that one holds true. Like I said, if I can find it, that is actually the line that he re that he brought back for that. That was kind of masterful writing on the part of the writers. Yeah, and it took a lot to get Loki to where he was. You know, like the whole yeah. universe universal decision of do you uphold the the sacred timeline or do you do you unleash and, and fight? Well, and especially like knowing that this Loki isn't the same Loki that we know in Mm -hmm. Thor dark world and Ragnarok, because it was the point where after Avengers and then he's taken back up to, or he would have been taken back up to Asgard as a prisoner. Mm -hmm. And then that was Thor dark world. You know, that was the, that was the cutoff point. Mm -hmm. And, And even the Loki that we see, you know, later in, is it the beginning of Endgame? Or is it that in Infinity? I well, always get the two mixed Infinity up. War. And yeah, and he's like and trying the, well, to yeah, the death at the very beginning of Endgame. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, there, he's trying to yeah protect the people of Asgard and protect Thor and everybody, mm-hmm. and basically like tries to um, you know kill Thanos, but fails and dies. Yeah, exactly. And so like that, even that Loki, it's not the same. Oh yeah, Loki. And so it's just kind of interesting to like think back. Mm-hmm. on all of these Lokis that we've seen throughout the the MCU and, you know, kind of, and comparing them. And, and even, um, so just kind of going back to this Loki of the, of the TVA and, and just seeing his short journey from when he first got to the TVA to now, it's just like such like tremendous growth that not so he... short for him after all those centuries <laughs> well you know? yeah <laughs> well yeah but you know knows, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, who knows how long he was actually there you know because yeah. time works yes, differently or right. it's not well, working. Like, i don't from, know <laughs> from his perspective how long he was he was yeah. spending learning engineering and physics mm-hmm. and then time control yeah exactly so it's just really it's just yeah it's just interesting to see that like you know we we, he didn't get the redemption that we saw in you know some of the other films but we got to see this redemption and it honestly like i mean it it was so much better it really was like his like glorious purpose Mm -hmm. and like i just i loved that whole scene where he's walking up and grabbing all the branches and like like just like everything about that scene it was just like it was it was pretty it was gorgeous mm-hmm. just oh, to yeah. see all the colors and everything going on around him and he has a cool new outfit and some new <laughs> horns yeah. and you're just like i don't know really know what's happening but it looks awesome and oh. I, I read something where somebody says that as he's reinvigorating the timelines that 
one of the theories is that he is reinserting variants of himself into each of those timelines. That was me. Yeah, that was it. me. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it, yeah, no, I, cause I, I just, I, I thought it was funny. Like, it, I don't know if it was really yeah. a theory, but it was just more of like a funny thought I had during that scene that each time he touched a branch and it like glowed <laughs> <little> green <laughs> and I'm like, he just put a Loki variant in that timeline because there, there's no more Loki variants. It's him and Sylvie and that's it. They killed all the other ones, you know, um, they, you know, pruned all the other ones, you know, yeah, we, we know where they yeah. are. They're over in the end of time, just chilling, you know, with Crokey and them. But, um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I just thought it was like a funny thought that's like, Oh, here's a Loki variant. Here's a Loki. I don't know. It's, it's but, not yeah. accurate as but you how said, fun it was would it pretty, be <laughs> but as yeah. you said it was pretty and then i liked that as they did the pullback as they're showing it in scale mm -hmm. that he's pulling these threads together and it forms what looks to be a new version of the world tree and here's where we're going to have the question of how do you pronounce it yggdrasil <laughs> If they pull back and turn it, <laughs> you see the tree, and it's like, oh, okay. And yeah, he's kind of spinning. rebuilt the MCU. So I'm wondering if this is going to be the first case of um, of the reboot. Because, I mean, there's been talk mm -hmm. of bringing back the original six. And if there's if what he's just done has rebuilt all of the timelines there's a chance that we can see variants, if not the characters we're used to of the characters that we're familiar with as they, as you know, the MCU goes in another direction or as it goes forward rather. Yeah. So, I could yeah, see it couple, definitely opens it up. I Like, I don't, I don't think Chris Evans will ever come back. I, I have three words for you. Buckets of money. <laughs> so i'm saying yeah and disney seems to have that's if those. they put out good shows like loki <laughs> yeah i don't know there's there's just been a couple of interviews there there was i can't remember where they did it but there was a uh an interview with him uh and um uh scarlett johansson mm -hmm. uh that were that were talking to each other back and forth and the question came up um would would chris evans ever return and he was like no absolutely not like it ended in such a good place mm -hmm. that i felt it would it would unravel things and and not do it justice mm -hmm. to actually come back and 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 be any kind of person in that role again and and i am not saying that he didn't say that and that that was wrong i'm saying that he could he any of them could change their mind about it yeah and for sure. you know and if it's even just as a cameo um in passing as they you know pass the torch to whomever for whatever they do going forward i don't necessarily need to see any of the old guard again but if they are going to do a reboot great you know if they're not i mean we've we've seen we've heard rumblings over the years of, you know, the next generation of heroes. And I think that's the safest way they can say that right now Yep. is we've, we've seen characters that have been identified as the next generation of heroes, but not necessarily taking on those roles in full yet. 
So, and I honestly, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think that's what we need too. We don't need the six back. We don't no. need them back. We it was it whoops it, phase one two and three were great, mm-hmm. and we don't need we don't need to relive it. We can do that by going back and watching the movies. Sure. Um, you know, so I like it, you're right though. It is entirely possible they could change their minds. They could, or maybe there's like a fun cameo or something. I don't know, but I guess for me, I kind of my my hope with the all the timelines now interwoven and and together is more so that we can see some other um multiverse you know kind of things going on like let's is this is this how we're finally getting the (laughs) x-men yeah i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) x-men yo hugh are you good for another (laughs) (laughs) yeah no seriously like we it's been teased and teased and teased so much especially now more recently with like what was it, Miss Marvel? Right, mm-hmm. that had a lot more of the mutations, yeah. mutations. emphasis, mm-hmm. and even with like the the what was it what was a multiverse? Yeah, multiverse madness that had just literally X Men in it. Yeah, literally Charles Xavier. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he came with his own theme song. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's it. And and for me, the one that I want is Fantastic Four. Um, mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, no, they haven't done a live action movie of it yet for some reason. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, I missed that uh, one. Uh, see, and I actually liked—I liked the first movie, and I'm okay with the second movie. The third movie never happened. <laughs> no, um, never happened. What third movie? Exactly. I don't uh, even know what you guys are talking about. Um, oh. and that's probably for the best. <laughs> Just overall, but I mean, we know that they're talking to Pedro Pascal for Reed Richards yes, in, in the new mm-hmm. casting. I want John I Krasinski. Yeah, I want Krasinski. You know, I I like Pedro Pascal. I, think I he, do. I think he is a f- amazing actor. He has <laughs> amazing range and what he can do. Mm-hmm. I don't see Reed Richards when I see him, and I mean, having seen Krasinski in a suit yes. for five minutes like, yeah, he, <laughs> he, long, yeah i would watch that movie mm-hmm. but in, and honestly i'll watch whatever movie they put out mm-hmm. but you know i want to see these characters i you know if they want to put them in their own corner of the mcu i guess it'd be mcm at this point great if they want to make them <laughs> all shared world great i just want to see there's so many stories that they can be telling and that, yes. that we're not getting and we haven't gotten i know that there is through at least phase three, there was a, a hardline Bible that they were following to get from from uh, Iron Man to Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that for a lot of people, phase four felt incredibly disjointed and disconnected. Yes. Um, I understand what they were doing with phase four. Um, I think that for me, phase four worked, um, mm-hmm. especially as the phase of grief and trauma um, and over and and overcoming yeah all of that and and I think that from WandaVision through Wakanda forever they did a great job of exploring that and I think that Wakanda forever got drawn into that totally not by accident um, but because of what happened that nobody knew with Chadwick Boseman Chadwick Boseman fighting cancer yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but I think that they wrote around that and drew it into the phase four framework very well. And for me watching as the characters in that movie dealt with the grief of losing their character as the actors dealt with losing their co-actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I think that those, that along with WandaVision book ended phase four beautifully. Um, well, I also loved uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy three. The Guardians mm-hmm. three it was a and, lot of the same themes there and too. It had, and it, I'm sorry, and I think that Guardians three was supposed to be the official end of of Phase four. Yeah, um, I think. And all of them did a good job of of showing those different levels of trauma, the different levels of grief, how people pushed through them in their own ways, both good and bad, to to get to where we are now. So I want to see how do these people come, we've seen them start to come out of it in different ways. I want to see what is it, now that they're out of that and moving forward, where are they? Where do they become? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to see, I, I need a little bit of closure from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Because, <laughs> I think we all do. Yes. <laughs> because I am Ugh. okay if the, 616 Scarlet Witch is dead. I still have a theory that the 838 Wanda is going to come to 616 mm. because A, everybody on her planet saw her kill the Illuminati. That is not going to go over <laughs> yeah. well. And I think that that if there's a, another redemption arc in the offing, allowing this Wanda to have the life she wanted with around the people that she kind of knows... And allow her to redeem the 616 Wanda's life and legacy. Great. And that also would give us two more legacy, uh, sorry, two more, uh, yeah, legacy characters as uh, future heroes. That's assuming that 616 Wanda's actually dead, which I don't think she is. Yeah, that was was a weird ending. We didn't see a body, and we all know in comics, (laughs) no body, no properties, Uh no body, no death. No body, no No death. Yeah, no. So we, we will see. Maybe we'll get another Wanda versus Wanda fight. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. but it was yeah, it was interesting throughout this phase, at least the beginning, because you know, like you said before in the first phase, you kinda had we had a guide of like uh, things leading up, like, okay, we can tell the big guy bad's gonna be this because the blue man after the credits. But <laughs> but this one we we didn't have the blue man after the credits. You know, he came a bit later in the phase. And and, and that's you know and also they were also building yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but now Kang Dynasty has lost its director because uh, Daniel oh. Preston Creighton has been like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. He's still yeah. on board to do Shang-Chi 2. Oh, okay. But he's um, he he's has left dynasty. the Kang Dynasty. Interesting. So, and I think that part of that also comes from Marvel's uncertainty with what to do with the character of Kang and whether or not yeah. they're going to have to find a, a different character oh, to put in his place a new or new actor mm-hmm. either we... a new actor and I've heard or new character yeah I've one of the other i've heard different things where one it could be a variant of kang which and they make doctor which Doom, is a, that's an easy way yeah. or the high evolutionary mm-hmm. is the last one i heard pitched as being a kang variant another yeah. variant. recast 
or going in a completely different direction, despite yeah. having announced well, that's what we're going to do. At the beginning of the phase, I was wondering whether they were going to go, like, for the next Avengers, if they are going to go Kang or if they were going to go Secret Wars. And part of me was hoping for a more Secret Wars, because I don't know, I, I was hoping for a bit more of that, like, espionage kind of, mm -hmm. like, who's mm -hmm. good, who's bad mm -hmm. kind kind of feeling. But I, I enjoyed where Loki took a lot of this this mm -hmm. Kang stuff. And I can't I don't remember know, I Secret don't... Wars was in the timeline... But I think that that was the original scheduled reboot uh, or restart for mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe, was wherever Secret Wars came out of. Because Secret Wars is going to allow them to do like Battle World. Hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know. I they've they've done this before where they've taken someone out of production, right? Like James Gunn, right? Mm -hmm. They took him out because of a bunch of things that he once said on on Twitter, you know, a decade or two ago, ago right? Yeah. yeah. And it it just doesn't hold up to who he is now, right? Mm -hmm. And then they put him back into production, right? Ended up doing two more movies. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. I've I haven't seen. Disney ever stick to their guns when it comes to that? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, two words: Terrence Howard. Hmm. hmm. Is he the one that's fearful of cancel culture? No, he's no, he's, is... he's uh, the former roadie. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, the Don Cheadle. That's yeah. okay. I like the other guy better. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that yeah, was an interesting. Well, or like at the very, very beginning with Hulk. But I mean, that was at the very that was the budding of the MCU before. So, yeah. are you talking the Angley Hulk? Or are you talking the Edward Norton Hulk with Edward yeah. Norton? The the. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. I think okay. I'm bad with names, but the one word <laughs> like it was the the very first. I think. MCU, I guess, like paired with Iron Man there because yeah. Iron Man's yeah. at the end of that movie yes. and then they changed that. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. was before a lot had been set up and so they're not as locked in, I guess, yeah. because Iron Man was what really made it big. Yeah. No, I, this is, this is what I loved so much about the Loki season two finale was that by seeing all of the the branches and the timelines get you know twisted up into you know the world tree like that it really does raise the question and you know and, and keeping them so that way there's not just the one sacred timeline but keeping all of them that i i love that it just like it causes us all to like question and wonder what what could come what what is what where if? are they where are they gonna take this are they gonna even take this anywhere because We've also seen where there has been, I feel like, many, many times between Loki season one and season two that Loki could have shown up somewhere. There could have been a cameo, even in like Multiverse of Madness. How come there was no mention of the TVA or even like a fun, funny cameo mm. of seeing like a TVA agent trying to like do something? You know what I mean? Like there was so much opportunity for the intermingling and the cameos that we used to see in phase one, two, and three, and mm -hmm. that we just haven't seen. And like, again, that kind of goes to the whole, a lot of people feel like phase four was very like disconnected 
Um, it's because nothing, not or not nothing, but like very few things really like meshed. Mm-hmm. But now it just like really brings up the possibility, um, yeah. you know. So I love I love hearing yeah. like everybody's like theories and and questions and stuff. Yeah, and that was, that was another problem with this phase, like the I don't know continuity of like between the different things uh, or shows. Like you have Eternals, where like a giant uh, a deity is rising up through the planet, and then you go on the other show and no one talks about it. It's like oh, there's a normal day over here and uh, other small. They've talked about it twice. What are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't see Sorry. anything. You did. There is nothing in the ocean. Pay <laughs> no attention to the giant mention it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. They got passing coverage in She-Hulk and passing coverage in Guardians Three. Yeah, yeah. Passing bare minimum, well, but yeah. But Loki's a—it's a, to get to the point. It's a bright light. It's—it's it's a beacon mm-hmm. of hope for Definitely. MCU. Yeah. Uh, in in the mixed midst of of the darkness of other things like Secret Wars and or Secret. Yeah, no, they, I think yeah. that they they definitely stuck the landing for Loki. I think that they've given everyone something positive. They've given a more positive direction for the franchise, uh, the MCU as a whole, um, or the multiverse of Marvel, whatever they're going to call it from this point forward. (laughs) Um, And I think that that along with uh, Captain Marvel seem to be two bright spots that have been lacking because we've had a lot of dark movies come out of Marvel in the past three years. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the TV shows have been not exactly bright, happy, fun on the whole. I mean, we've got a couple of yeah. them with Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and uh, I, would, I would argue with Hawkeye. Um, but hopefully this is the light at the end of the tunnel that is not a train. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think we see that shining through in but won't talk too much about it, but in, in the Marvels, yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's a much, much more lighter tone movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and a much yeah. better movie than the review bombers are making it out to be. Oh yep. my gosh. People just, people are, people are going to people. People are going to people mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Have fun. It's, it's actually a really fun, like good and fun movie and plenty, plenty to enjoy. And you don't have to criticize every little thing. Yeah. But we have the internet, of course we do. <sighs> we have the anonymity of the internet. The internet, yes. <laughs> that is true. And just like people who have bad things to say about Loki season two, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, with my scepter, will come for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will mind control you. I different. do have my Tesseract, but the battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that tonight too, but the battery's oh, dead, so it's just a boring cube <laughs> boring cube but anyways well it says that we found a, a good spot to call to call an end here that we yeah. all enjoyed loki we are curious to see what kevin feige and company do going forward with the mcu what stories are going to tell us and what's what you know fantastic directions or uncanny directions can they go in yeah. so uh exactly. you know if, like to thank Marley and Colin and most definitely our, our guest Truman for, for joining us and sharing opinions and uh, geeking out about a fantastic TV show that, you know, I, I think was kind of needed for mm-hmm. uh, 
I won't say a course correction, but setting a new, a, uh, setting a mark for a new direction in which the MCU can go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can only you know, hope that we have more great stories coming out of the uh, House of Ideas and can't wait to see what they are. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody have All anything right. that they want to plug before they go? Heroes of Hell's Kitchen. <coughs> Check out Heroes of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, if you like Daredevil and you want to do a rewatch or watch for the first time and hear some fun insights and comic book insights to the character and the show and whatnot, check out Heroes of Hell's Kitchen. The first episode is out, and the second episode is coming soon. Yay. Yay! Yep, that's a that's an Age of Geek thing that we are uh, partnering up with Nerd Dome Podcast. So, yeah, Yay, fun Nerd stuff. Dome. Ooh, nerds. Excellent. Uh, Truman, where can, uh, where can we find you? Uh, around. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to plug? <laughs> Plug, I guess, Rad the Red Hunt on Discord if you want to hit up the DMs. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. That's where that's where I spend a lot of my time. And how can nice. we find the Discord, Colin? Oh, just this <laughs> little thing called uh, discord.hgeek.com. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to join us and join the conversation and the fun. Uh, we have channels for pretty much any kind of nerd culture that you are a fan of. And if we don't have one, I'm sure we can create one. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Until next time, I'm Robert. I'm Marley. I'm Colin. I'm Truman. And we will see you next time on Age of Geek. Hasta luego. Bye. This has been an Age of Geek media production.